Hello there, my fellow sophisticated creatives. Today's podcast is a little different. When it was recorded, my guest, Marcia and I, uh, it was an incredible storm. There was an incredible, an incredible storm happening outside. Um, there's a little bit of a technical issue. My voice is um, echoing just in the very beginning. I know it's not a big deal, but it kind of drives me bananas because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Anyways, despite everything that happened, Marcy and I, we plowed on like troopers, and we really hope you enjoy today's podcast. So without anything further, here it is. Ciao! My fellow sophisticated creatives, welcome to JCV Art Studio from the dressing room. My dog, Ozzy, is in the studio with me. He has a new toy, so maybe he won't try to steal our show today. My name is Joanna, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Before I introduce today's guest, I want you to picture these words. Pistachio. Panacotta, chocolate lava cake dusted with icing sugar, oozing hot chocolate sauce, ravioli with four, four cheeses, cauliflower and potato cream soup, focaccia. Are you hungry? <laughs> Today's guest is none other than Marzia. Bellotti, the founder of Bella Cibo, the Italian cook known as Mama Marzia. Welcome, Marzia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this podcast and everything sounds delicious. I'm hungry <laughs> now for panna cotta <laughs> and ravioli. Yes, me too, me too. <laughs> Oh, Marcy, I'm going to tell people a little bit about, yeah. a little bit more about you. Okay. Okay. Marcia's cooking classes have been written up in the Langley Advanced Newspaper. Marcia supports local businesses and her community, which is the core of her business model. And in 2018, Marcia won the Service Excellent Excellence Award from the Langley Chamber of Commerce. Congratulations, Marcia. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of that award and all the success in the last six years of business. I'm so proud to say that I like to support local business, I like to support my community, and I like to inspire people to cook real good homemade food. It's very exciting. This adventure is all being so excited. Thank you. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. So, Marzia, the more I researched you, the more I was drawn to your personality, your honesty, and your sincerity. On your Instagram posts, you say, I love pasta. It fixes all the problems in the world. Yep. You also say, 
I have wrinkles, but I love myself. And that's the same here. <laughs> I have wrinkles and I, I love myself. Um, and also, I stopped weighing myself on a scale when my youngest daughter broke it 25 years ago. So we, we've got to start loving awesome. ourselves more, don't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And on Instagram, you mentioned cooking is such a big thing in Italy, especially for women. There is so much pressure because we need to learn how to cook for the future of our family. Now, I'm sure there are some women, myself included, who don't really want to learn to cook because we don't want to be, it's, it's stereotyped and, and it's out there. The stereotype yep. is out there as being stuck in the kitchen. Yet you have another post and it's a quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's reading is the key that opens doors to many good things in life. Reading shapes my dreams and more reading helped me make my dreams come true. You, you post this and I, I was just, I was struck, struck by the two ideas. You are the founder of Bella Chibo. Yep. You started your own cooking classes. Would you say you're taking a strong family value such as cooking and you're shaping it into a business? Yes, I would say yes, definitely. I really love my culture and all the value that I learned from my family in Italy, from my mom, of course, and my grandma. And I'm so proud to say that I'm able to share it with people that come to my class. People love that because not everybody knows what is Italian culture is, you know what I'm saying? And people love to learn everything. And yes, about the stereotype, sorry for my bad accent. It's true. No, you're fine. Sometimes I think in Italy, there is this big pressure that we have to be like our mom. We have to be in the kitchen and cook for the family and be there for everybody. I am proud to say that I am that. And I am able to share it now with people that come to my class. And let me tell you, women love that because we live in a very different country like Canada, where all the women work, everybody's busy, nobody has time for anything. But what I teach to the women that come to my class, I always say, do what you love. You don't have to be a stereotype, but cooking in the kitchen for your family, it's a sign of love. It's not a stereotype. Stereotype. Yeah, so I'm very, yeah. very happy to share all this with the people that come to my class. At the end of the day, we have to do what we love. And I love what I learned from my family, from my grandma. Sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I am too like my grandma. But people yeah. love me for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. I represent like a grandma, a mom, I am full of love. And that's what we need at the end of the day. We need more love. We have to share more love and kindness. And don't worry too much about the stereotype. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And also what you're saying is you be you and do what you want to do. Yeah, that's true. I have... Uh, well, my, my husband is Italian, so I grew up, and I grew up in an Italian family, very patriarchal, but some people yeah. 
sometimes people get, you know, confused about my role in my family because I cook and I share the, my passion for cooking and I do everything for my family, for my kids, my husband. And everybody that comes into my kitchen is like my own son or daughter. It's not because I am a woman and I have to do it because of the stereotype. It's because I want to do it. My husband helps me with everything. And it's not like saying you have to do it because you are a woman. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That was a long time ago. Like my grandma life was like that. Right now, we are more open-minded, and we have to do what we love. That's what I love. It's be in the kitchen and share the love. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about that passion of yes. yours. Yes. So you mentioned with love, yeah. and you mentioned cooking with love. Yeah. So can you tell our, les- our listeners what Bella Chibo means? Bella Chibo means, well, the name c- came from my daughter. Her name is Isabella, so I always call her Bella. She always loved food since she was born. So Bella, it's uh, like, my daughter's name is Isabella, so I call her Bella. Cibo means food. So it's beautiful food because food is beautiful. It fills up your soul. It makes you beautiful inside out. (laughs) I I don't disagree. (laughs) I don't disagree. So I'm just... I th- you made me think of something, and uh, sometimes I find the simplest food. Yes, my my mother. Yeah, my mother was Hungarian, and she used to make something. It's it's like a crepe called polenčinta. Yeah, and it was very simple, but oh my god, we loved it. it, it you know, it was one of those things where you'd walk by the kitchen as she had them stacked yes. stacked up on the plate. And you just try to sneak one and roll it up and run yeah. away. <laughs> right? That's true. I believe yeah. you. Yeah. I'm curious to find out where were you born in Italy and where did you grow up? So I was born in Naples in South Italy, but I grew up by Como Lake in North Italy in a valley called Valtellina, a very small town by the mountain. And uh, the best part about this thing is that uh, I learned two different cultures from the south and the north and two different cuisines from the north north and the south because in Italy, every region, every small town has a different cuisine, different culture. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, that sounds beautiful. So how old were you when you first started cooking? Well, I started cooking, helping my mom, because you never start cooking when you have an Italian moms like mine. <laughs> moms, they want to be in control in the kitchen. So I was always helping my mom since I was, since I was five, six years old. We always start uh, uh, learning how to make gnocchi. I don't know if you know what gnocchi is. So it's an handmade pasta made with potatoes, flour, and eggs. And then the kids get involved in the process because there is a rolling part that is very easy and all the kids are able to do and cut it, cutting it. So that's what we, like, even my kids, that would my kids start to help me in the kitchen, actually. It's a tradition passing down from generation. We make gnocchi together because gnocchi is such a big family affair. The moms and the friends get together and the kids roll out the gnocchi. It's all day process. 
and it's amazing. It's still, I still now that I'm 48, I still remember making gnocchi with my mom and grandma, rolling out. And uh, yeah, so I start at a very young age and I always help my mom in the kitchen, like cutting, but never cooking by myself because okay. Italian moms want to be in control. But, for example, in my house, my daughter, if she wants to cook, she can do it. I don't want to be in control and I let her to be free. And, uh, yeah, so she can learn. Yeah. On the Bella Chibo Facebook mm -hmm. page, you say making fresh pasta can be very therapeutic and help your mental yes. health. So why do you say that? Well, making fresh pasta, I think it's very therapeutic because it's needing Making something from scratch, if you think about it, especially in North America, there is no connection with food because everything here is ready. So if you want to eat pasta, you go to the store and you buy a pre-made. But if you try to make something from scratch, bringing eggs and flour together, and then you're able to knead and fold the pasta and stretch and roll out some fettuccine, there is nothing more rewarding or more therapeutic than that. I've been doing cooking class for six years now, and people really enjoy the fact that with two ingredients can bring a nice dish to the family. It's just amazing. Amazing. We need to cook more. To cook more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we need to cook more and to be more connected to the food. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I now want pasta. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Pasta is pasta. One of your Mama Marzia tips when it comes to making pasta, you say, don't forget to spank your pasta dough when it is ready. And I want to know. Why should we spank our pasta? <laughs> it's a good luck. I learned it from my mother-in-law. <laughs> I learned to make pasta when I came to Vancouver. Uh, my mother-in-law yeah. taught me. And um, she always said to me, when the dough is ready, it's nice and smooth. And when the pasta dough is ready, it looks like a baby bum, actually. Nice and smooth. And you have to spank in a little bit just for a good luck. That's what they do to the kids when they're born in Italy. You know, when there is a newborn, they always give a nice spank to see if they can breathe and they can start to cry. That's what they do with the pasta. Right. Perfect. <laughs> Works for me. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's such a unique thing. And you know what? I think my mother-in-law told me once and I kept it in my mind. And now that's what I do to all my cooking class. And making pasta, it's so rewarding. Actually, the dough is so soft and gentle. It looks like a baby bum for real. And when you roll it out and you have your pasta sheet on your hand, it's actually feel like you're having a newborn in your hand. It's just a, such a weird feeling. Maybe I'm overreacting because I'm very passionate about pasta. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's lovely. Actually, it's lovely to hear. It really yes. is. It really is. I just want to find out, why did you leave Italy? And move to Vancouver. Well, it's called love. <laughs> the love. It gets all it's of always us. about the love. Trust me. Well, I met yeah. my husband in '95 in Italy. Yeah, he is uh, actually my best friend's cousin. So we met in '95. We used to go out together and party a lot because we were young and free. 
And uh, we always had a relationship uh, between me and him, even though at one point I had a boyfriend, but I always had a relationship with him. And at one point he had a girlfriend, but we always had this relationship. We had a very strong relationship. But, you know, it was in Canada and I was in Italy. And uh, in 95, I had no idea where Vancouver was. Nobody knew Vancouver. It was very different than now. Yeah. So in 2003, when he came for the wedding of his cousin, he asked me to come for a vacation. So I said yes, because I was single, he was single. So I'm like, sure, let's just try and go to see Vancouver. I was kind of curious. Plus, you know, I was 30 and uh, I want to do a new experience. So I came to Vancouver. Hello, Marcia. I don't know what happened. I think we lost the internet connection. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. That's, that's like a cliffhanger. You're telling us you, you, how you fell in love and you're coming to Vancouver and then we <laughs> lost the internet. I'm like, no. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, so please, please carry on. So you, you left us. You, you, like, like I said, cliffhanger. So. Your, your husband invites you to Vancouver for a holiday. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he asked me to come to Vancouver for a holiday, and that's what I did. I came for a vacation for three weeks. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, three weeks of sunny Vancouver. You can just imagine. Yeah. Every day was sunny. We used to live in White Rock by the beach. So I thought Vancouver was amazing because I'm Italian. And I love the sun. <laughs> so what I did, I decided, you know, to go back home, talk with my family. I come back in December and to live with him and try to live together. So that's what I did. I went back to my mom and talked with my mom and my family. Everybody was upset, mad. You can just imagine Italian mom when you say, I'm going to Vancouver. <laughs> it was very 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 bad but yeah. I came anyway because I believed in my relationship I believed the love uh, that I had for my husband and I wanted to try my new life new life with him so I came I left my family was really mad with me for I think one year we didn't talk oh yeah yeah so but it's fine and yeah. that's it. When I came, rain start every day. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Yes. Now I'm used to it, to the rain and the cloud and the darkness. But the first few years were like, oh my gosh, this place is, is insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially where you came from in Italy. I mean, Oh, yeah. And just so people, our listeners know, yeah, Marcy and I are recording on a day where the rain, I can hear it on the roof. So our right. internet may cut out, may cut out. We will reconnect. It's awesome going to be amazing anyway. 
We'll have lots of love in this podcast. Love, love, love. You know what? Love is the secret ingredient for everything. I agree. When did you host your first cooking class and what dish did you make? So I host my first cooking class uh, in 2003. It was the first one, seven years ago. I... uh, was very, you know, surprised because one of my Canadian friends, she wanted to learn how to make lasagna from scratch. And I was like, oh my gosh, because making lasagna is so much work. But you know yeah. what? Okay, let me try. I'm just going to try to do it and see what happens. And uh, yeah, so she came with some of her friends. They all wanted to learn how to make lasagna from an Italian mama, an authentic yeah. Italian lasagna. And uh, I had the best night of my life. I felt so inspired and I was so happy that I took one of my mom's recipe, tradition, called about Italian culture, making pasta from scratch, the meat sauce from scratch and the bechamel. And we roll out. We worked for three, four hours and we made lasagna and everybody was happy and it was amazing. I felt so inspired that that day I decided to start a business right away. I thought it was an amazing, amazing idea. And uh, but you know, for the first for the first year, I just just that group of ladies. We made so many different things, and I feel so blessed right now because this this my friends gave me the opportunity to share my passion. And uh, yeah, my life is so different right now because of my business. I felt so, not sad before, but I, did, I wasn't working. I was just a stay-at-home mom. And, uh, you know, before kids, I was cleaning, a babysitter, but I never find, found my true passion, especially through food. I never had the opportunity to share my recipe with anybody because, you know, I was a mom and I was home with the kids. So, yeah, it was the best best night ever that's that's amazing and when you realize when you come to that realization that this is my passion this is what I want to pursue nobody can stop you yeah nobody trust me yeah nobody yeah I still remember and and you yeah I'm sorry no go ahead I still remember a few months later when I started my business somebody uh, said to me you're just a housewife trying to make money. And I remember I was crying because I was like, I'm not trying to make money because I was just making a little bit of money. But you know how people are just, you know, everybody wants to have an opinion. But you know what? That comment from that person, I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you that you're wrong. So, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'll show you. Don't tell me I can't do this or don't tell me I'm not good enough to do this. I, I will show you. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, good yes. for you. And I show lots of good things about my business and uh, nobody can tell me something like that ever. Are you kidding me? If I see yeah. somebody succeed in their passion, I'm always, I like to encourage people. Even when people come to my cooking class, it's not easy to learn how to make pasta or Italian tradition or anything because I understand this is a different culture that I live in. But I always, always encourage 
everybody. I always say, you are amazing. You can start to make your own pasta. You can do whatever you put your mind into it. You can do it. So, right. That's right. I have to admit, in our household, I really don't do much cooking. My husband does a lot of cooking. Um, He also, sometimes he found by cooking, it relieved stress. Oh, yeah. So in your cooking classes, do they take place in someone else's home or in your home? Well, I start doing cooking class in my house first. And people were coming and blah, blah, blah. And now in the last few years, I go to people's house and they invite, you know, friends or family and we cook all together from the comfort of the home. So it's kind of amazing. That's really neat. Yes. That is really neat. Because of COVID, um, a lot of us are writers, artists, a lot of us, we, we can't go out, right? Because of COVID. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking you can't have your, your face-to-face classes. So are you now considering virtual classes? Yeah, I miss my classes so much. You have no idea because I'm a people yeah. person. So I miss the connection. Yeah, I will start with the virtual class when I'm, you know, now that I'm done with my cookbook. And um, yeah. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to start to do something because I really miss the connection with the people. And I think I can do something virtually, too. I mean, when COVID started in March, I was thinking to do virtual class. But because my father-in-law passed away just in February, I decided to take uh, a few months off and to grieve and stay with my family and be there for them. It was really difficult being, you know, in a pandemic. So yes. we just took a, you know, a family time and uh, yeah, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to see somebody. <laughs> yes. I need to, to do something to see people. It's just crazy. Yes. Yes. We've got to talk about your cookbook. Okay. Oh yes. Of so, course. So yeah. So it's your first cookbook. I'm saying first, cause I know there are more coming. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's titled Cooking with Mama Marzia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what type of recipes are are in your cookbook? And are they, I'm guessing, they're family recipes passed down from generations? Yes. They're all pretty much my family recipe that I've used for my cooking class. Basically, uh, my cooking class were divided by courses. Like we had a classic Italian level one and classic Italian level two. So we made uh, all the most easy Italian dish, like from gnocchi, fresh pasta, Italian pasta sauce, but they were all easy, 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 easy recipe. So the cookbook is definitely for beginning, for people that don't know how to cook. They can learn how to make pasta from scratch. They can learn how to make gnocchi. And it's kind of, I try to, make the book like coming virtually into my kitchen and uh, learning how to make a plate of pasta with butter and parmigiano reggiano or lasagna so the recipes are all easy pretty much there is just two or three recipes that are kind of difficult but a you have to challenge yourself right at one point right (laughs) i I'm a very, very, very beginner cook. So I am very interested in your cookbook. 
um, in my research, mm -hmm. I came across a recipe called Nana, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Nana Adelina's Cake. Yes. What type of cake is that? So Nana Adelina's Cake, it's a cake. Recipe belongs to my mother-in-law's mom that I never met in my life because she passed away so many years ago from a disease. And she used to make this cake, this kind of tiramisu, but without lots of ingredients because I didn't have money back then. It was uh, all the grandkids' favorite cake. That's why the name was Nonna Delina's Cake, La Torta di Nonna Delina. And my mother-in-law used to make it for my kids when they were small. And uh, she never taught me how to make it because I think it was something special, you know, between her and her mom and her grandkids. But in 2018, when she got sick with brain tumor, I begged her to teach me how yeah. to make it. And you know what? I feel so much connected with that recipe because... I learned so many things about the recipe, about this grandma in Italy 50 years ago, walking eight kilometers every day to, to go to get whipping cream because the grandkids want to have a cake. You know what I'm saying? Lots of love in this recipe. And I think yes. cooking a recipe that belongs to people that are not with us makes them connected with us. The soul, If I feel like I don't know Nana Delina because... I didn't grow up with her. She doesn't know me, but I feel so connected with her right now with this recipe. And I was able to put it on a cookbook even better. So excited yes. for that recipe. It's so easy and amazing. You're going to love it. And you're sharing that with us, which is, and now we get to hear the story behind this recipe. I, I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get the cookbook. I know. Oh, that's it's a. It's a beautiful story with the rest with the recipe on your Instagram. It's like so many of your recipes have such lovely stories behind them. Yes, that's the best part about my cookbook for me. That's what I really wanted in the beginning, just uh, yeah. to share story and people that were important in my life. Like, for example, I talk a lot about my mother in love in my cookbook. So, yes. and I feel so proud that I'm talking about her all the time. She would be so proud right now because Aww. I have a recipe on a cookbook and my mother-in-law was very insecure. She never believed in herself. And uh, even for example, for Nana Delina's cake, this cake that belonged to her mom was so easy. She never made it for her Italian friends because the cake was too easy to make and she was scared. The Italian friends are all good cook and blah, 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 would judge her because the cake was not super complicated. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I feel so proud, seriously, that I'm able to do this cookbook and talk about her. And uh, yeah, it just, I'm proud. She went through, you should yeah, be. she went through a lot. And uh, seriously, yeah. when she gave me a cookbook, a cookbook, it's a notebook with all the recipe written in different languages, you have no idea. She actually told me, I'm going to give you my notebook with the recipe, 
but you have to promise to me that one day you're going to be something amazing because what you do with your business, it's incredible. So she always believed in me. And now I'm paying her back just talking about her with everybody. That is such a wonderful story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you. But she was always there for me, especially for the grandkids. Yes. Yes. The love, the power of love. Yeah, I'd have to say the same thing with my mom. Uh, Yeah, always there for the grandkids. And, And she was always there. I'm one of four daughters and she was always there for us and it's as you're talking about your grandma about her yeah I'm thinking about my mom sometimes she would bake things and she didn't even have a recipe oh yeah and I remember my sister Linda saying to her okay I'm going to you tell me and I will write it down how to make and it's Hungarian and my mom would start saying, oh, a little bit of flour, you know, about this, just a little bit. And then would be like, okay, well, what is, what is a little bit? A cup? Two cups? As you like. (laughs) My mother always would say, as you like. I'm like, as I like? Yeah, Yeah, as you like, yeah. And and then my she'd go on and she'd say, oh, and um, just a a little bit of salt. And Linda would look at her and go, what is a little bit? (laughs) Right? I know exactly what you mean. I went through with my mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mom, too. My yeah. mom, she doesn't have a clue how much. When you write a cookbook, you have to put all the ingredients. We say, okay, mom, how much, for example, how much flour? I don't know. Go by feel. Yeah. But I can't write. Go yes. by feel. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. <laughs> Go by feel. Yes. So I know there's got to be a story behind. Yeah why you like pasta with peas so much is there a story behind there yes pasta with peas (laughs) is one of those dish that uh, remind me my childhood so my mom used to make it for for me for my brother and sister all the time and uh, I think there is something about when you leave your family like for example I left 17 years ago now I make all the dish that my mom makes and everything and I think it's the connection. I feel more connected with my mom now. If I make, if I feel sad and I miss my mom, I make pasta piselli because it's like the food can fill up my soul. You know what I'm saying? It makes me feel yes. better. That's why I am a big promoter of home cooking because food can heal you. Food can give you a connection with the people around you. Food brings back memories. That's why when I make pasta with peas, I just eat and I think about my mom when I was a kid and she used to make everything for us and my brothers, my sister. You know what I'm saying? It just, we need that for our soul. We are losing connection with everything right now. But now with the pandemic, we are kind of start going back. That's why with this cookbook, Yes, I am happy this cookbook, but what I want to do more is bring people around the kitchen table, cook more and build more memories. Because at the end of the day, that's what feel fill up our soul. Yes, bring people together. Yeah, bring people together. And there is so much fast food here. 
food ready and blah, blah, blah. But we are losing the connection with the food. Making food for yourself or for your family, it's a sign of love. It's unforgettable. Yes. Like my kids love my cooking. My kids still remember now what grandma used to make for Easter, for Halloween, for this and that. And it's something that brings back memory to people. I agree. I agree. So there must be a uh, memory because I understand, like, here I have a sweet tooth, but I love cherry tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Just (laughs) I can I can just eat cherry tomatoes out of a bowl and I won't stop. Me too. Okay. And now is there and first of all, I wanted to I saw this photo on your Instagram with your daughter and your father-in-law. And my condolences you. for you for your your father-in-law's passing this year. I'm I'm sorry to I'm very sorry to hear that. Thanks. And in this photo. You mentioned the uh, the importance of tomatoes, and it, it shows your daughter and your father in law picking the first tomato, and you you sent the picture back home. Is 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 there? Can you tell yeah, us more about that? Well, tomatoes are very important in Italy, Italian culture. You know, we do the tomato sauce, the meat sauce, tomato salad, caprese salad. So we are all tomatoes lover. Plus, Italian are very proud of their own garden. So they, like, for example, in my case, my father-in-law used to grow up his own garden, garden vegetables. He used to do, of course, tomatoes. And there is nothing more like an Italian grandpa be more proud of their own tomatoes. And having the grandkids, like in this case, in the picture, my daughter, she loves tomatoes, so she picked up the first tomatoes with grandpa, and he was so happy. We sent the picture to everybody. It's just a proud moment for the family. We love tomatoes. Yes. Italians are big in tomatoes, pizza and pasta and lasagna, and just it's part of our culture, like espresso. I find sometimes the best spaghetti I've had this. Is is just spaghetti yeah. noodles with some yeah. olive oil and uh, chop up some cherry tomatoes. Not that I do this; my, my husband does this, and it's, oh, it, it's almost like the simpler, the oh better my gosh, it tastes. Yeah. Especially in the summer, if you try to grow your own tomatoes and you make spaghetti with cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. It's the more simple, the better. You put some fresh basil on it yes. and you don't need a complicated meal to have a good meal. You know what I'm saying? So yes. that's why I'm yes. a big promoter of simple Italian cuisine. That's why my cookbook, it's all simple recipe, simple recipe that everybody can make. So everybody can cook and start their own Perfect. tradition. Perfect. So what is the secret for making a great Well, espresso? the first secret ingredient is love, of course. Then I usually use yes. my small Italian macchinetta. And what you have to do, is okay. you don't have to put too much water in the small machine. So, and good express, and buying a good coffee too. That's the secret. Not too much water, a little bit of love, and... Uh, 
nice good espresso now the the macchinetta that's the silver yes. looking yeah it's called macchinetta oh. that it's uh okay. you can find in every store right now it makes an amazing espresso you put some water and then you put some coffee inside and you 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 know you you close the macchinetta and you wait by the stove that's what i, I do every morning at six o'clock i stay okay. by the stove waiting okay. for my espresso to come out and it's like for me it's like meditation a meditation moment okay. and yeah i'm an espresso lover so actually had people even me yesterday message me if i can make a video how to make an espresso and i will make a video yes yes and now do you you so you have the water at the bottom part of it and then yeah. you have the little cup yes. cup for the the, yes. the ground beans do you no, press those beans into that never cup? never press the beans okay that's a secret actually never okay. press anything <laughs> go with the flow don't okay. press don't give stress to the okay. coffee okay marcia how do you define success well success for me it's business why my success is when people can create the dish they learn in my cooking class and they can start their own tradition they are family tradition they start they are building new memories that's what i consider a big success more than anything else yes money are good but when people send me picture they're making pasta or they're making pasta with the family, or now my daughter finds a new passion, she loves your tomato sauce. That's what fills up my soul, and I feel very successful, like 100%. And yes. right now, I just wrote a cookbook, so if I can sell all the first run, it would be a good success. And it's good to think about that, but what makes me very, very happy about my success is people cooking together and start their own family tradition that's the best the best for me yes so marcia where do you see yourself in five years i see myself in five years in italy recording a cooking show for canada so that would be exciting traveling from north to south from the mountain to the beach doing some cooking show and inspiring so many people that's my goal I see you with your own cooking oh, yeah. show for That's sure. That's my dream. Definitely. That's not my dream. That you know, I do my cooking show every day on Instagram, on Instant Story. But I want to do something more to inspire more people and get more connection. Yeah. So I feel right now that we live in a very brittle world. Yeah. What would you like to tell the world or our listeners to help them get? through the day well i would like to say believe in yourself you are amazing and don't let anybody put you down for any reason you are awesome that's what i tell my daughter my kids not not every day but pretty much i always say to everybody you are amazing and believe in yourself and everything can happen and do not let anybody put you down i grew up in Italy, when people put me down lots of time, and what I can, what I like about Canada is that here I have a voice. I can express myself, and if I don't like somebody, I can tell it with no problem. Yes. Yes. So 
where can our listeners find you on the social media? Uh, like, what is your Instagram and your website? Where, where so can people find Instagram you? So my Instagram is uh, Bella Chivo. And my website okay. is uh, www.mammamarzia.ca. I have a new website that I just uh, refreshed before I start with my cookbook. I'm very proud because my designer, she was amazing. So go check it out and let me know if you like it. I saw an Instagram post where you mentioned how you had shown a pasta dish you had made and your designer oh, or your photographer yeah. had taken the photo. And and she got to she got to take the yeah. pasta home and I'm like duh actually <laughs> lucky girl. We, well, imagine we photographed 65 dishes, so it was we took two oh, weeks, wow. two three weeks. So every time she came, she went home the photographer with lots of food, and she was oh, like nice. the last day when I did the fish. She's like I am going to miss you. Because my kids <laughs> ate the best food. Because, you know, my cooking is authentic Italian cooking. It's not like American or it's a simple Italian cuisine that everybody can make. And it's very delicious. So I can, I'm so excited for this cookbook. I really hope people are going to like it. I really hope people are going to start to make some good food with the family and start to build new memories. And so our listeners know, Bella Chibo is spelled yeah. B is in Bob, E yeah. L L A, mm-hmm. C as in cat, I, yeah. B is in Bob. O. Yeah. Okay. Marcia, thank you for coming on my podcast. I had read that you'd love you'd love to be considered a yes. businesswoman. Well, Marcia, I'm telling you, you are a businesswoman. And thank you so much, so much for being on my podcast. And I am going to get yes. your cookbook. And I hope your cookbook sales go through yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, me too. Roof, okay? Yeah. Cooking with love. <laughs> Don't forget the love. Thank you so much. Yes. so amazing. <laughs> Cooking with I love. I love you and I can't wait to meet you one day. Because, you know, you are amazing and we all are amazing. So um, together we are amazing. We can do amazing things. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much again. Have a good day. Ciao. Bacio. Ciao, ciao.